everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of Kip on Learning. I'm your host, Dave Levin. And with each episode, we'll be sharing insights, inspiration, and challenges from across the Kip network. I was thinking the other day about just how much we as a society have collectively asked of our young people since March of 2020. When we returned to in-person school this fall full-time, we had 11th graders who hadn't been in person in school since March of their ninth grade. We had second graders who hadn't been in school since they were in kindergarten. Each of our students have experienced the past two years differently. And as adults have sat around, we've watched, we've wondered, we've talked about like the challenges they face, the uncertainty, the trauma, yet they've been the ones living. So today, I'm so excited. We thought it'd be great to actually ask a kid what it's been like to be a kid and to be a student since March of 2020. So joining us to talk about her experience is the remarkable Sinai Fletcher, an eighth grade student at KIPP South Fulton Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. Sinai, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. So there has been basically nonstop talk from people about what the last two years have been like for students. But most of those people talking have actually been adults. So we want to hear from you. What have the last two years really been like from your perspective? What have been the hardest parts and have there been any bright spots? Well, it's definitely been an experience, something that I never thought that I would ever experience before. You know, just the fact that we were in a global pandemic. I never thought, oh, I'm living in a global pandemic. I just thought that was it was kind of unreal to me. And the hardest parts, there were definitely like times of isolation where, you know, you're not really seeing your family or your friends. My family, especially on my dad's side, we always like, we love to, you know, all come together and have a good time. It's just what we do. And the fact that we weren't able to do that as much, it was just kind of like, what am I doing? Like what's, what's going on? But there definitely have been bright spots. I've had more time to myself because when I was in sixth grade, I was really busy doing a lot of things. And, you know, it just gave me some time to, you know, focus on myself, get kind of everything together. And then, you know, now I'm kind of back to that sixth grade self. I mean, that's right. Like you hadn't been in school since you were in sixth grade. Have you been able to be back with your family and get the barbecues going and, and all back together? Not completely, you know, we were made smaller groups because typically it would be a lot of us, but now we've kind of broken it down into, you know, who's at whose house at this time. But, you know, we're also, but we're still able to, you know, all come together. So that's great. So I know you, you started off by saying like, you could never have envisioned living in a global pandemic. I mean, none of us could have, right? And we we'll get, I know you love to read. We'll get to that in a minute, but like, before COVID, like, what did you, did you know the word pandemic? Like, what did you even think of when you first started hearing the word pandemic? Honestly, I, when, okay, when it all first started, like, I remember, like, specific days for some odd reason, but I just remember me thinking, I remember this one girl in my class, she was, like, freaking out every time, every five seconds, she would go get hand sanitizer. I was like, you know, we'll probably be fine within a couple of weeks. You know, it's probably going to go away. It's probably just like, 
you know, some people catch a cold, it's seasonal maybe. And then here we are. So it's definitely been an experience. I probably, what she said about knowing we're a pandemic, I probably would not have known that word if it weren't for COVID. And what about this year? What about, you know, I know you've been predominantly back in school. You know, how's this year going? It's going pretty good. You know, it was kind of difficult just coming back. You know, it was like, oh my God, I'm back here. But now it's starting to feel like sixth grade again. I definitely love being able to see my friends again and see my teachers in person because it's definitely easier for me to learn in person with hands-on learning and things like that. Because when I was behind the computer, it was not that it was super difficult, but it was just like, I'm not a big technology person. You know, has there been any parts this year that have been hard? Definitely. Or has it, it just been like, I'm so glad to be back that even the things that are hard feel like not hard? I'm definitely appreciative that we're able to come back, but still the COVID protocol, some things can be sort of, you know, they're like, it's kind of a letdown certain things. For example, we have typically at KIPP, we have something called a winter extravaganza. And it's typically the Friday before Christmas break. And so there's a talent show that's kind of a part of it. And typically every year I would perform in the talent show. This year, I won't be able to do my performance live because of COVID. So it was kind of a letdown when I heard that. But it's like, at least I'm able to do it. And what is your performance? Typically, I'm not the greatest singer, but it's it's one of my talents. So that's typically what I do. Well, you have to share, since it is unfortunately remote, but at least that means there's going to be a recording of it. Maybe you can share it with us. We can link it to the podcast and people across the country can listen to it if you want. Speaking of the tech use, like you said, you're not big on the tech. Like, did your brain melt? Like, how did you feel about just, how did you feel being sort of glued to the computer as much as all of us have been? Honestly, my brain isn't, I wouldn't say exactly my brain melted, but now it's just like, it's such a relief to be not free from technology because, you know, we still use it in certain classes, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel as engaged when I was behind the screen. It was just like, I'm still sitting in the comfort of my own home. So it was just, it was just kind of all new to me, kind of odd. I don't think you were alone in thinking it was (laughs) odd. I mean, you know, I remember my 50th birthday, was March, my birthday's on March 16th. So my 50th birthday was March 16th, 2020. And people tried to have a 50th birthday party for me on Zoom. And it was like, it was, that's when I knew this was the guy, I was like, oh my God, this is weird. This is very odd. So let's switch gears. Let's move away from the pandemic to a little bit to about Sanai for a sec. So word on the street is that you are a, a talented writer and that you love writing. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, you know, where did that come from? What do you love about it? And I have a few other questions, but let's start there. My love for writing kind of came from me reading more. I kind of started reading more, I wouldn't say like super recently, but just a little while back. And it kind of made me realize that I wanted to write. I was like, oh, these are some talented authors. 
maybe, you know, maybe this is something that I could do. So I kind of started writing and it kind of became a way for me to express myself. And I love that in writing, there's so many different mediums, like there's songwriting. Personally, I'm helping my cousin out. It's kind of like a gospel type album that he's trying to start doing. And then my sister back when she was really young, she kind of came up with this concept for a project that she was doing. And my family, we turned it into a book. So I feel like it's just, there's so many different ways to express yourself through writing, even if it's not your original thought process or idea. Somebody's going to, you know, take that writing and kind of find a meaning behind it. So you touched on something about like reading more. And I want to go back to that in a minute. But first, like during the last stretch, did you find yourself like, was did you write more? Was writing sort of a comfort? Did you, you know, how, how did you feel about it, you know, given sort of how much you were on a computer and alone? Yeah, I definitely found it as a comfort because it was just, I could just write everything that I was feeling or that I was thinking and just make it my own. And I just felt like, you know, a way to express myself, a way to let other people know how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. I'm glad there are going to be some video clips from this podcast because like your, your face, like the way you like, like your face, like lit up, like it was like very cool. You hear like that's when people love something, you know, that's what supposedly happens that their whole face shows it. So like they say that like all like great writers read a ton and you were saying how you started to read more, like, you know, what do you like? Is there something specific? Is there like a genre you specifically like? And what are you reading now? There's not really specifically a genre. Typically, if I'm reading like a book, I'll read the front and the back and maybe the first page. And if that's something that I seem like I might be interested in, you know, I'll pick up the book, start reading it. Now I'm reading a book called Today, Tonight, Tomorrow by I think the author is Rachel Lynn Solomon. So it's pretty interesting so far. Very cool. Very cool. So my two boys always say like that, you know, adults don't understand, right? Like, you know, they're just like, you know, you don't understand us that, you know, they got their little language about TikTok or Snapchat or this whole thing. And they're like, oh, their teachers think, you know, they don't know what all the kids are doing and stuff. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably the same for you and your friends. What do you wish your teachers understood about what it's like to be a student right now? I wish that they understood that just like it's challenging for them, a lot of things are challenging for us. So it's not saying that we have it worse or that we're completely equal, but it can be just as hard for us as it can for them. And it's just like, you know, there's a lot of pressure in certain things. So just, you know, try and understand. Is there something like if you were to say, and there may not be, it was just totally okay. Like if you were to say, try to understand and you're like, it's hard for us. Like, what would be like the top two things? You're like, try to understand that these two things are hard. That's a good question. Specific things. Just that there's, for some students, it may not be for all of us, but a lot of us have, you know, a lot of other things that we do outside of school. Like a lot of my friends are athletes or they're doing other extracurriculars. Like I know when I was in, sixth grade and 
I'm also doing a lot of things now, but I know in sixth grade, I was doing so much. I was doing gymnastics, volleyball. I was in beta club. I was in student council. I was in debate. So that's like just five things right there. So that plus school is kind of a lot. And then you have to try and keep your grades up, especially for people who have parents who are really hard on them and even people who are hard on themselves. That is a lot. So thank you. You know, I think that will help a lot of teachers. I think what you shared is is deep. You know, there's this, there's an expression that we're, you know, always on the wrong side of our own eyeballs, <laughs> you know? And I think that like teachers, you know, it, it's hard sometimes. I remember as a teacher, right? Or as a parent, right? You, what you see is not always what kids see, right? It's not, you know, what kids are experiencing. So th- thank you for sharing that. All right. So Final three questions, speed round, you know, one, two, three, four word answers. What do you like to do after school? After school, I like to do things that keep my mind off of everything else. So volleyball, writing for my top two. Very cool. What gifts are on the top of your Christmas wish list? Candles, a bullet journal, and fuzzy socks. Are those three linked? Like you envision wearing the socks, writing in the journal with the candle, or are they just totally like an eclectic mix? Yeah. Yeah. I envision them all together. All right. And what do you hope for in the new year? I hope that I'm able to, you know, really find what I'm passionate about and, you know, kind of work with that and kind of focus on it and make it something bigger. Sinai Pledger, thank you. You are simply incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. It's 7.45 at night after a long full day of school and after school activities. We are so grateful for everything you shared and wish you all the best. I do hope your wish for the new year comes true and for all the best in the years to come. So thank you. Thank you and thank you for this opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Kip on Learning podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to get alerts about new episodes and visit our website, kip.org, for information about job opportunities and our schools. We will be back soon with even more inspiration and insights from our community.